Welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. Thoughtful conversation about the news of the day and things that matter. I'm Claude Jennings, and today's show is part two of Bill's conversation with Brian Kennedy and Joel Farkas. Brian Kennedy is the president of the American Strategy Group. He is also the chairman of the Committee on the Present Danger, China. Joel Farkas is the director of the American Strategy Group. Uh, Bill is a fellow at the American Strategy Group in Washington, by the way. In part two of their discussion, uh, Bill opens up asking Joel and Brian if they are optimistic or pessimistic about the future, uh, about America. Uh, They also discussed the risk of a possible World War III. They also talked about the opioid and fentanyl problem here in America, and they ended the discussion talking about transgenderism, as Brian put it, uh, here in America. Coming up on the next edition of the podcast, we'll be hearing from Mark Krikorian. He's the executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. We're going to get an update on illegal immigration, uh, the southern border. He actually just did a tour of the southern border and the conditions there uh, for some folks recently. He'll share about that tour uh, and what he saw uh, on the southern border uh, coming up next on the show. Enjoy Brian Kennedy and Joe Farkas, part two. So, Dr. Bill, I'm not really a huge supplement guy. I'm not a protein shake guy. I don't do a lot of vitamins and stuff like that. But my wife's been getting on me. She says you need to eat better, take some supplements, get some vitamins. You're getting older and you've got to watch out for your health. And so I started taking AG1, Athletic Greens. But here's the thing. I didn't really have time to go through a whole regimen of things. Uh, but, yeah, could use more energy. Uh, you know, everyone wants to boost their immune system, especially with the latest pandemic. But I don't really like pills, don't really like vitamins. If I can have a supplement that actually is easy to take, fits into my normal routine and doesn't taste really bad, I'm all for it. So, again, introduced to AG1, decided to give it a try. And here's the thing about it. One scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I don't even know what an adaptogen is, but it's in there, and it's to help you start your day right. So this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, All the things that my wife seems to be worried about when it comes to me and my health. And I'm worried about it, too. I want to make sure that I do things right. So here's how I take my AG1. It comes in a great package. They send you the powdery mix. It's all in the bags and stuff there. But they also send you a water bottle, and it's got the measurements, how many ounces, so you don't have to guess the measurement. You take one serving of the powder, 8 to 12 ounces of water. You shake it up, and then you take it. I do it in the morning, and let me tell you, I do feel more energetic. And I just feel good knowing that the essential vitamins and minerals and all the things that I need to be healthy, I'm consuming it in this one drink. Now, here's the thing about taste. Because that's one of the things I worry about. I'm going to be honest. It's not as if it's cookies and cream ice cream, okay? It's a supplement. It's not coffee with a ton of sugar and hazelnut cream. That's not what it is. It's a supplement. But I will say this. It's the best supplement that I tasted. It just kind of tastes like flavored water a little bit. And that's fine with me. I was actually pleasantly surprised about how it tastes. Now, I actually would recommend this to family and friends, which is why I'm sharing it here on the podcast. Here's the cool thing about it. Number one, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, this is good for you. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew 
habit. Athletic Greens AG1 was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. So listen, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. Simple and nutritious. One scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash bill. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash bill to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You guys sound pretty pessimistic, are you? I am not pessimistic. I mean, I'm a realist. Again, I see the data of what more than 200 million Americans are choosing to do and they've been doing for the last 70 years. I can't get, I can't get that out of my mind. And I got to believe in, 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 in American citizens who are making these choices. I just have to distinguish between those choices that they're making versus the nonsense you hear on media because it's just two different things. So I, I have to be optimistic with Americans. I'm right there with Joel. I'm very pessimistic about our elites, witness the people who are running Washington, but I'm very optimistic about the American people themselves. They seem to continue to have a lot of common sense, a lot of decency, and a lot of spirit. And so they're going to be the source of our, our salvation. One thing that we've always wondered, I've always wondered, is uh, recognizing the existence of the elites and their power is, you know, how much the American people recognize that power and distrust it. Worried about that more in the past than the, than the present, because I think the American people had exhibit A, B, and C of the elites' uh, exercise of power over the last three years. Yeah, I think you're completely correct. But one other, one other statistic of, of sorts, the people that are moving out of the cities, a lot of a substantial increase of kids in their 20s and 30s in, in family formation years. The increases are in the double digits of people moving to these suburban and exurban locales. And more job creation is by, by in, in like 70, 80 percent, 70 plus 70 percent is in the suburban, exurban areas. But kids are moving to these locations so they can start families. And that really is the basis. Whether we're talking about Governor DeSantis and Disney and families or housing and families, that's the basis of my optimism. All right. Very good. Uh, Brian, you said, uh, you know, are we entering or are we on the brink of entering World War Three? I, I continue to hear the argument. Uh, that we cannot send our troops uh, there, uh, that we cannot risk World War III. In fact, I've heard more people talk as if they're listening to you guys. Um, I'm sure he has, uh, you know, reasons of his own and data and, and information of his own. But just yesterday, I heard General Keene sounding like doing a Brian Kennedy imitation. He said, look, you know, our, our you know, we just fell way behind in missile defense, barely did anything. We're doing a little start here now with this budget, but not much. But the, the Russians improve their uh, missile defense, and they have thousands of missiles and, and 
in a better defense than we have. And, and, and I've heard this from, from, from more people. So why, Brian, do you say you think we're risking the world, World War III? Well, World War III doesn't start and then just continue without pause. The war has started. I think it started a few years ago, actually, with the bio-warfare, I think history will record, of COVID-19 and everything that China unleashed. I think it started there. It continued with the lockdowns of 2020, the steal of the election in 2020, the Biden inflation of 2021, which really sought to remake the American economy. I think the weakness shown by Biden gave rise to China looking hard at Taiwan and Putin going into Ukraine. He went into Ukraine because he could and he wanted to, and there was nothing we were going to do about it. And so whether whether we get involved further in Ukraine or we don't, this is going to be a slow percolation, this World War III. And it's going to continue with the Russians doing what they want to do. And they, they're, they're not all powerful and they can get a lot of these things wrong. And I think I think they've gotten a lot of things wrong. But China and everything they're doing, that's part of World War III. And they're looking at Taiwan and they're looking at at their Belt and Road Initiative, and they continue their influence operations here in the United States. They have the most powerful man on Wall Street, Larry Fink, and he controls $10 trillion. And, you know, he's China's man on Wall Street. He's very powerful. They've put a pro-China guy in just recently at the New York Times, Joseph, is it Joseph Kahn? And the Chinese are in it for the long haul, the Russians, maybe not so much the long haul, but they have a lot of short-term gains. Uh, ISIS has just declared a new offensive against the West. And so whether this happens in a bang or over over months and years is to be seen. Okay. I mean, I, I, that's an elaborate definition of uh, World War III. I, I was thinking more specifically of Ukraine and Russia and fireworks there, if you will, the way most people understand the term. Not to say what you're saying is incorrect. Yeah. I mean, well, look, I think uh, Biden has just approved more arms sales yeah. to, the, to the Ukrainians. I know, yeah. for fa- I know for a fact a lot of the NATO countries right now are literally in D.C. lobbying for more arms sales. They want to help the Ukrainians. Uh, and they want to help the Ukrainians, by the way, in part because they think they're next. They yeah. think if you, do, if you don't stop Putin now, he's going to continue. And they're right even, about that, aren't they? Well, it certainly looks from the the way the Biden administration is behaving that when they when the Biden administration shows weakness, Putin shows a certain kind of aggressiveness believing he can get away with it. Uh, but, you know, the, the sinking of the Moscow, the Moskva, the other day by a Ukrainian missile was a big deal. Yeah. And, and so and so the Russians have lost here, I think, politically in ways that I think they certainly did not expect. The Russians have united the Russian people behind Putin in doing what he's doing. So yeah, that may continue. That, yeah. that that may continue. But the Ukrainians are also united in ways that Putin didn't expect. And they're united against him. And the near the near countries there, you know, Czech Republic, Poland, what have you, they seem very united against Putin too. And whether they believe that he genuinely is coming in or simply wants to demonstrate that he's going to, you know, they're willing to stop him and they're willing to fight as well. That's probably a very, well, I know it's a very healthy thing. People defending their national sovereignty is a very good thing. Right. But to my thinking, Ukrainians uh, are doing well in what I would call this small boar war. You know, they're, they're, 
you know, they sink the Moskva right. and they're get, regaining territory and they're, you know, Kiev has not been taken, probably won't be. So my, my, my thinking is this has just got to frustrate Putin, uh, who then reaches for, you know, a bigger gun. You know, what Brian just, just laid out is countries all over the world defending their sovereignty. And it wasn't so long ago where we were hearing from the progressive left that this is a, in, the, in Wall Street, that this is a globalist world and we don't need to defend those things. Well, the start of a world war is someone attacking sovereignty and then someone coming up and defending so- sovereignty. And if you have almost every country of any sort in the world doing that, that would be the progression of how something bigger gets established. But does the loss of ground or not the loss of ground, the failure to gain the ground that he wants, the loss of face certainly for Putin, uh, make the use of nuclear or chemical weapons more likely uh, uh, at his hand? I think so. There are a lot of people who don't think so, but uh, I do. I think it's certainly a, a strong possibility. It appears now, having having witnessed what we have over the last, what, 55, 56 days, that the Russians had the impression the Ukrainians were not going to fight. And it turns out the Ukrainians did fight. The ground in, in the Ukraine was soft and the tanks got bogged down. So the Russian troops had to stick to the roads, which were hard. But that made them easy targets for the Ukrainian military. And even with all that, the the Russians lost quite a few troops, as we know, and a lot of equipment, but still were able to advance. The ground won't get hard now until maybe the end of May, middle of May, end of May. When the ground gets hard, if, if Putin still wants to keep on pushing, he will be able to do so with much greater ferocity. And he's kept much of his military and armaments in reserve. If he's frustrated even after that, when the ground is hard, if he's met equal amounts of resistance, I wouldn't put it past him to use a low-yield nuclear weapon as a way of, and this a lot of, a lot of commentators have been saying all this, so this is not, but a lot of people have said it's a way of escalating in order to de-escalate, using a low-yield nuclear weapon as a signal to everyone, hey, you don't want what's coming next, and to get everybody to the table. Now, that will be a bad thing if we get to that point. And I, I very much agree with President Trump's recent comment that we ought to be doing everything we can to de-escalate all of this. One of my one of my biggest problems with this whole thing, by the way, I think I said it the last time on, on the show, was, you know, we're Americans. We don't believe in living forever. We believe in living as free men. And we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure we live as free men. I personally worry about fighting World War III with Joe Biden as president. I can't figure out what his agenda is. Is this incompetence or does he really have a worldview that is this screwed up? Yeah, well, it may may be. It takes us to our last topic. I want to come back home. This is the one I wake up to. And I think as I've told both of you guys, probably privately, you know, my heart goes out for the, the Ukrainian people. And I watch the grandmothers and the spouses and all the children my god horrible but i i I, I gotta look at this country and you know i don't know what the numbers are in ukrainian fatalities at this point but i know we've lost a hundred thousand people last year a lot most of them young to opioids to fentanyl uh, coming across the border, made in China, uh, sent, in, sent in or brought in by the by the drug cartels. And looks to me like Joe Biden's doing everything in his power to make this problem worse uh, by getting rid of the Title 42, which will take a take a flood and make a tsunami of it. 
and and that's this country, my country. And uh, you know, my heart my heart bleeds for, for that. I mean, what the hell are we doing there uh, at the border? I mean, uh, really, uh, it's it's just it makes no sense to me at all. Now I concede, you know, that the, the shift from you know fossil fuels, the LNG, to this mystical goal of uh, you know of, uh, of of an organic planet uh, is is crazy. But there are a lot of other things that are crazy. But isn't this isn't this among the craziest of the ball? Are we a country? Do we have sovereignty? This to me suggests something more than you know sort of small mindedness or revenge against Trump but but a, a, a true effort to destroy with the, the meaning of America get me off the ledge here boys no stay there stay right where you okay. are okay because <laughs> because you're right I mean if you if you want to if you want to have an empirical answer to what this administration prioritizes and what they believe and what they find important you just laid it out what can possibly be the reason for this and the solutions are at hand or at least you know uh, worth trying I mean we certainly had them during the Trump administration remain in Mexico etc look this is World War three right china is engaged in bio warfare it did it with covid 19 and it does it with fentanyl it's all manufactured in china right yeah, this, this is right. meant to weaken the united states and joe biden let's just say joe biden doesn't know what he's doing for the sake of argument but you have a radical left that is part of his administration that believes the united states is a bad country that needs to be remade fundamentally and the one way we can remake it is by importing a lot of new people to replace all these dang freedom loving americans and so we're going to we're going to remake the american population with illegal aliens and let these americans suffer the consequences as crazy as that sounds everything you just described is that to a t why else would they be doing this unless they want to use the so-called replacement theory as a way of changing these united states why else would you let people in we're a big country we, we could let in a lot more people but we should be able to decide who we let in when we let them in and in a legal fashion the really talented people around the world who want to come here we can find a spot for those people the people who are coming by the way now illegally these people are, are very rational actors. They're leaving the worst parts of the world to go to the greatest country on earth. Yeah, we don't need we don't need we, the root causes debate. You know, right. virtually any circumstance yeah. you're in, you right. know, you'll be yeah, better you, off. You want to be here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and we haven't spoken to sort of the the, the 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 wacky stuff. I mean, this stuff is so wrong and so horrible. But you know, choose your own gender. The male swimmer and now wins the female prizes. And and this one does bother me about the American people. I think there should be more of an uproar about that. Yeah, but I think the American people are are on our side on, on this one, Bill. This transgenderism stuff, this pedophilia, yeah. the grooming of children. The American people are overwhelmingly on our side. But this is one of those very unpleasant subjects that decent people don't want to talk about, right? Because we're living in a screwed up world. But I bet you this is an 80, 90 percent issue where yeah, the American people right. where American people right. are on are on the side of common sense. Oh, what the hell happened it, to a Jim uh, Coburn? Clyburn. 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 Clyburn uh, who, you know, after South Carolina and the rescue of Biden said, you know, I remember he said, Biden's back, the party's back to, you know, st steady in the middle. Steady in the middle. Not, not what we're getting. Their answer is there are, are crazies, but we can control them within the construct of our party.
as long as they feel, which and they're wrong, it's a feeling, it's not, it's not a fact, that they have control, they figure they can control it. But what happens is, is we're finding out that they can't control anything. This stuff is just nonsense. Brian said this is an 80, 90 percent thing. And, and I think he's right. I think that a lot of people, most Americans think these 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 topics are so outrageous. They don't want to talk about it. They want to live their lives in a different way. And, you know, this just I'm not sure it's a it's a great analogy, but back to housing and the and, the, and people going to the suburbs and exurbs, 50 percent of people moving there. Right now, in the last 10 years, 50 percent are Hispanic. Only four percent are are white or Caucasian. The, the, so this this whole, this whole country, this whole America, all the citizens that, that we're talking about, they're the ones making these choices. And, it, you know, the left would like to demonize moving out to these areas as white flight again. Well, again, it's just so patently untrue. It's white flight isn't four percent of the population moving. These are people that want to go to something better. They're not dealing with transgenderism. They're dealing with buying a house and raising a family and having kids. I think Joel's absolutely right. Can I say, though, Bill, that I think a lot of this points to the importance of your work. And I didn't mean it. I, I didn't plan on saying this, but it really is the case that if you don't have moms and dads who believe in a moral universe, I mean, all the great work you've done over the year with years with the Book of Virtue and all your history books and what have you, if you don't have a generation of moms and dads who believe in a moral universe, who believe in the American way of life, and who just, you know, are going to let the government raise their kids, you're going to get all this transgenderism stuff. With all these kids who are so deeply confused about this, where are the moms and dads talking to them about their true identity yeah. and how, how human beings are supposed to behave? Boys behave like boys. Girls behave like girls. We know nature can make mistakes right? Physical mistakes with people. But when it comes to the ordering of the soul, we have a design by nature that we throughout almost all of human history have adhered to. What's happened there that certain parents no longer believe it's their duty to teach their kids how to live their lives? That, that, yeah. is, the thing, that is the thing to be disappointed in here. But having said all that, we see the trajectory of a substantial number of these kids who go from being the gender they were born with to going through this sex reassignment surgery. And then many of them decide to have their sex change back and then a substantial number of those, significant number of those, end up committing suicide because you just you can't you can't alter a human being's soul this way. Very bad things well, are going to so, happen. So even in addition to the soul or short of the soul, you can't alter the chromosomes, as Mrs. Bennett points out. It's XX or it's XY, and that's it. You know, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. You pay with your privacy. In fact, Internet giants like Big Tech bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Your business plan? Google has it. Your medical records? Yahoo can sell them to drug companies. You've got to be concerned about your email surveillance. So much of your personal data is at risk by using these free service providers. Companies can sell your data and they can target people with intrusive ads. You open up your email and then there's ad after ad after ad. It also opens you up to identity theft and phishing attacks. That's why I started to use Startmail. It makes me feel safe again. Startmail keeps my email private, period. Every email can be encrypted, even if the recipient does not use encryption. When you delete an email and start mail, it's gone. 
forever. Not floating in the cloud, not able to be recovered somewhere, but gone. And StartMail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business like Parler. Switching to StartMail is seamless, too. You can easily transfer all your current email data, so there's no starting from scratch. StartMail is also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. So when you're giving your email to a company but want to protect your identity, StartMail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your information and they can be deleted any time. The thing I like about StartMail is that anytime I'm trying to sign up for a newsletter or I've got to send people my information and I've got to include an email address, it's unavoidable the way technology is. You've got to send that email address. The alias feature here on StartMail allows you to send an email address, still be able to correspond with people, but your real email address is still hidden. It's like an extra layer of protection. Plus, I like spy movies and spy television series, so it makes me feel like a spy. Uh, Listen, I'm joking, but your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. We see this in the news all the time. Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. You can take control of your privacy with StartMail before it's too late. Start securing your email privacy with StartMail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. That's half off of the first year. Go to startmail.com slash bill. That's startmail with a T, startmail, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash bill for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash bill. All right, that does it for today's show. You can catch up on previous episodes at thebillbennettshow.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter, William J. Bennett, and on Facebook, just search Bill Bennett. Feel free to email the show. Uh, By the way, Bill and I are going to share some emails on the next show, on the next episode with Mark Krikorian, uh, director of the Center for Immigration Studies. And we're going to do another episode where we just kind of talk news of the day and read emails, too. So get those in. And we'll address them coming up on the next few shows. Email BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com and we'll share your emails on the show. Also, share this podcast with your family and friends. Uh, Subscribe, uh, rate, and review. And we'll catch up next week.